Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly, and this is Ageless. I'm 40, and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to Ageless. I'm Jane O'Reilly, and today I am joined by an exciting and extremely layered new guest, She is a lifelong traveler who's had the fortune of being able to use travel as her means to understand herself and understand the world. In the last 10 years, she's lived in eight cities across six countries and traveled to more than 30, spending about a third of her adult life abroad in some way. Her travels travels were always deeply spiritual, even before she realized it. But in more recent years, she's understood the spiritual components more and has integrated those parts of herself more. She is a lifelong artist, mostly photography and writing, who is entering a new phase of her life. She's hoping to bring all of her passions together in the service of others. Her spiritual practice is hodgepodge, but involves travel, sacred plant medicine, meditation, and the fusion of mind body, and spirit through what she consumes from food to books to podcasts to anything she takes in. Without further ado, Lindy Eman, welcome to the show. It's a delight to have you. Thank you so much. It's truly such a joy to be here. I'm, I, I'm, I have the chills actually right now in this moment. (laughs) I'm not lying. I'm so excited for this podcast. You are just so layered. (laughs) That I can say first, before we even jump off, I am so impressed by you. Um, And this is my first question. So I just wanted to start by telling the audience why I was connected to you. So first off, I don't believe it was by accident. I think the universe knows what it's doing. And I feel like we were divinely connected. So somebody very close to me mentioned his friend had just completed a 10 day silent meditation. And I was like, what? I need to know more about that because she needs to come on the ageless podcast. I've, that is, it blows my mind and it's so interesting to me. So why don't we start there? What does a 10 day silent meditation look like? How did you respond? What was your result? Just give us the details. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so first a of lot all, to unpack by the no. way, but nothing's <laughs> off the table on the ageless podcast. So let's just go. We're going for it. Um, I, I love talking about, um, I've actually sat two 10 day, um, silent meditations now. So the one, the more recent one in Mexico was my second time doing it. And it's like, it's one of those things that I'm just like, everyone who is on this similar kind of path, like I can't recommend it highly enough, but it's also one of those things that it's like, you've kind of, you're never going to be fully ready, but you've also kind of got to be ready for it, you know? Um, cause it's 10 days in your own brain. <laughs> completely like cut off from the world. Um, Yeah, it's, so the style of meditation that I, that the 10 day retreats are in is called um, Vipassana. And it's a super ancient style of meditation that was um, kind of like rediscovered and repopularized in the last few decades. And there are hundreds of meditation centers around the world. um, And they're all, they all follow the exact same like um, structure and, day and like style of meditation, the physical buildings and stuff are a little bit different, but it's like anywhere you go, you're going to get the exact same thing. Um, and yeah, you, for 10 days, it's, (laughs) there's no reading, no writing. You're not supposed to really make eye contact with other people, uh, because the whole practice is meant to be just internal. 
you meditate for about 12 hours a day um, in the style of Vipassana, which- What does that look like? So- In layman's terms. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, <laughs> um, basically it teaches you to objectively observe your physical body tiny piece by tiny piece at a time. So the first three days, you literally are just focused on like the area around your nose and like your upper lip and just literally observing, observing what is happening there. Any sensations that you're feeling, your breath going in and out. And it's supposed to be entirely objective. You're not like, you know, if you have an itch, it's not a bad itch. It's not a good itch. It's just an itch. And on the fourth day, then you begin to like scan your entire body. You start with a tiny little piece at the top of your head. And you, you know, if you feel your hair there, you feel the wind kind of go by and you just work your way all the way down your body piece by piece, objectively observing. And the idea is that through doing this, eventually you begin to internalize the understanding that everything is change, right? Like if there was a pain in your shoulder last time you were there, the next time you get there, maybe you feel the softness of your shirt. And like last time you want to say, oh, like the pain, it's terrible. And now like, oh my God, this, like my shirt feels so soft, but it's just like, it's changed. Everything just changes. And also, I mean, realistically in 12 hours a day, the amount of time that you actually spend just <laughs> scanning your body, like your mind wanders so much, you have to bring yourself back. Um, so you're learning so much about just kind of patience and, and, what you're made of, I guess, within all of it. Um, and it's, it's really beautiful. You get to a point where you're so in tune with, with how you can just feel on your body that you start to be able to feel like the electric current running through your, yourself. Um, and you can kind of like move it around and basically like, and this is one of those things where when you first feel it, you kind of want to play with it, but then you're not supposed to, because you're also like, it's supposed to be objective. You're not supposed to be like, wow, I can feel like all of like the cells of my body, like electric at the same time, you know? Um, but also it's really cool the first time that it happens. So you can kind of just like move the electricity through your body. And I, how long did it take before you felt that? Like before. how many days or hours of <laughs> meditating? Okay. So my first 10 day sit, was in Sri Lanka in January, 2019. Wow. Um, which was, that's an entire, an entire yeah, How did you even get there in the first place? Like okay. what was that inspiration? <laughs> Tell me about that. So the first time I ever heard of Vipassana, I was in Bali actually in January of 2016. Dying to go to Bali. So now I'm so excited that I have a resource. I'm coming there to you, you before I go to Bali. <laughs> I have to go to Bali. It is literally on my hit list, like top of the list. It's and so I can't beautiful. wait to hear more about this. Tell us more. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I met this girl who was talking about this 10 day meditation she had just done. And at the time I hadn't sat with any plant medicine yet. Um, I had done, you know, like MDMA, like other kind of drugs and stuff, but not really for like spiritual purposes, more just kind of for like right. early twenties. Yeah. <laughs> well, MDMA can take you to a spiritual awakening. I used Definitely. to have those like with the DJ underground and all the music and the togetherness, like that was my spiritual awakening. But the problem with that, the problem with MDMA is it's not a real experience. It's temporary. I right. feel like 
sacred plant-based medicine is a whole different ball game. And I definitely want to talk to you about this. Sorry. I think I just scattered the whole conversation, but I just (laughs) wanted to mention that like, yeah, I feel like we can get spiritual, but there's some medicines that I think plant-based medicine is a whole different animal. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I, but let's get back to balling. Let's let me bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. We're going back to balling. Like we're going to open up so many different channels in this and I can't wait. We are. Um, but yeah, basically I, I had, this girl was talking about it and she said that in her 10 day meditation, she got to places in her own mind that she had only ever before experienced with psychedelics. And that didn't really make sense to me at the time because I hadn't experienced any of that yet, but it also stuck out as just being like, okay, I know psychedelics are powerful. And if you are saying that meditating can induce something like that, like that really intrigued me as just kind of a, like a, a thing that I felt like I needed to do to kind of understand myself more and just, it just felt important. And so it was in the back of my mind for years. And I knew that the time would be right eventually for it to come up. And uh, then it was December of 2018 that I was recently gone through a breakup and then, and I was traveling, I'd left the States and I was traveling and then he reached- the catalyst, right? Right. Fucking breakups. <laughs> we do and, some amazing things after breakups. I, like, honestly, I, I'm just so grateful for all of it. Like it was, it was terrible, but also like, I wouldn't be sitting here right now if- it hadn't gone the way that it did. I have the chills and I believe you. I really yeah. do. Um, Continue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so in a nutshell, in December, yeah, we'd, we'd split up. He reached back out and was like, I think we made a mistake. And I was like, that's convenient because I just spent two months trying to get over you. <laughs> and then we were like <laughs> going back and forth on what to do. And I, I, when he and I had been together, I really like I was ready for like this to be the thing, you know, like I, I had never felt the way that I felt about him before or since like it was, yeah. So to, to be like, this isn't a thing that's happening and then have it back on the table. Basically I was just like a mess. We decided to spend the month of January, not talking to see where we would get. And that's when I was like, you know, what seems like a great idea right now <laughs> is to spend 10 days alone, sitting on the floor in a monastery. Like, I think that is the wisest decision you could have ever made. I mean, that it, sounds like a higher calling to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, really it was, it was like, I knew it was what I needed to do. And I don't think I even let myself be like afraid of it before I got there because I just like, it was like, I knew I needed to do it. So I couldn't think that much about it. And then on day one, when they were like, okay, you know, like they call it noble silence. When you, you take the vow to, you know, stop speaking, to, to stop writing, to, you know, be in your own mind, basically. It was kind of like, as soon as that hit. And then I realized like how long 10 days really is. And that this was, this was it. That's when I was like, oh, we're here. (laughs) I just recently did a 10 day cleanse and I can't even imagine doing it. It was a metabolic detoxification cleanse. And I did a podcast on it recently and it was 10 days. And I I was trying to put myself in your shoes. You know, I was going through it, through this detox and I was doing my own meditations. And I was, there was one day that was just awful, like awful. I mean, all the toxins and everything (laughs) brings up so much. 
Yeah, everything came up and I was like trying to solve all my problems. And 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 I finally just had to say, I need to take a time out. It's I, that was unreal. So I couldn't imagine doing that detox without speaking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the only way I could relate to you is like 10 days is a long fucking time. It's a long time. It's a long time. Every once in a while, I'll just like, it'll pop into my head and then I'll think like, what was 10 days ago? And I think back and it's like, holy shit, like whatever 10 days ago from now is, you know, it was late September. It's like all of the stuff, think about everything that's happened in your life in those 10 days. Yeah, It's a lot. And then, yeah. A lot. And I guarantee you right now, there's thousands of people on the planet who are sitting in meditation, like in these centers across the world. And their 10 days is so different than our 10 days, you know? Yeah. Well, everyone's experience is different because you're coming with different intentions. Mm -hmm. You're coming with a different background. It sounds like you were at a crossroads. You had to make, you wanted to make the right decision for you. That's what I was hearing in your story. And so what did this meditation do for you? Like, what were your results? What did you walk away with? And what would you recommend to the audience if they ever had the affinity to do it? So what I will say is that it definitely does occupy the same space as sacred plant medicine. Um, what I've realized now with, with my, med- my um, you know, experience with psychedelics and with these two meditations is that you can go as far as you will let yourself go, basically. In my first 10 day, um, I had an experience on the seventh night that was so intense and heavy and real and tell me more uh, about that because oh, Lord. if you okay. if you feel like you can because nothing's no, off I the can. table <laughs> um so basically like i had mentioned before that um the person i was with he and i uh had decided not to speak to each other for the month of january and the meditation i was in i was supposed to finish on the 29th of january so a few days before february was starting um and he was a brewer in Chicago. So he worked in a production facility um, where there's, you know, machinery and it's a, it's a warehouse basically. And on the seventh night, I'm in this monastery in, in Sri Lanka, basically as far away from America as you can get. And I was laying in my bed and I was overcome with the full knowledge, not even like a feeling or a thought, like it was the full knowledge that he was dead that something had fallen. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's like, I've had to go back and like reread texts and notes from this time to be like, this happened. Right. But like, this is, this is exactly how it happened. So he wasn't dead, which is important to say, but in, in this moment, I'm sitting in this bed, fully aware that not only that he died, but that something fell on his head at work and killed him. And that was the thing that had done it. And, I was like doubled over in my bed, sobbing silently because I also was then like, I can't make noise and disturb the others. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> were you like, in a room with with other people? You know, uh, so you're in kind of like a, a, a hall, but we had like curtains instead of doors. So if I had been crying out loud, yeah. people would have heard. Everybody um, would have known. Right. <laughs> um, it's so funny where like where your mind is, where I'm just like, yes, I can sob like the person I love is dead, but also do it quietly. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but well, I think I, that was your answer. I really believe that oh, that was your answer. You you really know that experience showed you how much you do love him. That's well, what I got it, from that story. It gets crazier though. Tell so 
I almost went and demanded to have my phone back from the the people at the center. And the only reason that I didn't was because I was like, one, you've been in meditation for a week, so maybe you're not thinking totally clearly. But two, if something did happen, they will come and tell me. Like my parents, my family would have been able to contact the center and they would have told me. I wouldn't have gone without knowing. So I was like, okay, you know, we'll deal with this in a few days, but the, I made the decision that I was going to contact him as soon as I got out, because like you said, I was like, obviously, you know, I'm not waiting until February. And also, um, oh, I also was like, and I'm done, I'm done trying to meditate. I wasn't going to leave early, but I was just like, I don't want any more of whatever this is. I'm done. So the next three days, I just kind of sat there and just like thought about whatever I wanted and kind of like gave up for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And then when I got my phone back, I turned it on and literally the first message that pops up is from him from three days before. And it says, Hey, I know you're in your meditation and that we're not supposed to be speaking until February, but I thought that you should know I had an accident at work. Uh, something fell on my head. I'm okay. I had a minor concussion. Um, and they of all of and I was just reading this sobbing it's like of course like I knew this you know it wasn't even like crazy because I was like I knew intuition, this intuition and, mm-hmm. you were so clear you were it, so yeah. clear that you were so yes. intuitive wow yeah I've never heard a story like this this is beyond it incredible. was it was like simultaneously insane and also just like as natural as somebody being like the sky is blue because like that's how real I felt it you know well I think visualization is everything you 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 didn't manifest it but you visualized it you just knew you guys are so connected that's crazy yeah so what is that what does your relationship look like today like how did this all transpire after that (laughs) so in a, in a big nutshell, I ended up going home after a little while and we tried again and it just, it just wasn't, I think I had moved too far down my path to go back. Um, yeah. and there are maybe ways that I could have done things differently, but, um, we are no longer together and that is just what it is, but it was a very real and powerful thing when it existed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it just shows you that you have the ability to go so deep and so inward and you can visualize reality. That is right. And uh, not predict what's going to happen, but you have this channel and I think it's beautiful. And and so what's your biggest takeaway from the 10 day meditation? I I guess it's just that like, we are all so connected and that everything both of those 10 days I'm just like there there's just so many more layers that you can go into with yourself and there's so many different realities that exist within all of us too where it's just like it depends wherever your attention is focused in any given moment that's your reality if you sit deeply enough and meditate to the point where you lose your physical form you know like you're just you just cease to exist in any realm other than consciousness, like that is always an option and being able to connect to the people that you love. It's not to me, that isn't even something that I'm like, yes, I have experienced that, but I don't think that that's unique to me. You know, I think that we all have these ability. We've all had those, those moments where it's just like, you know, you need to call your best friend because, because something feels wrong and you call her and she's just like, you know, I just, 
someone just passed away or like my boyfriend broke up with me or whatever. And you have no reason that you would have known that other than the fact that you love this person so much and you knew something was wrong with them, you know? Um, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, you're good. I just leaned into the microphone, but I was listening (laughs) to you. Um, well, I know I teased this, Yes, but how has travel impacted your spirituality? I think that's a good sidestep to what you just shared about yeah. attending meditation, because it really oh. it involved travel to get there. It so, I think what travel has showed me is that it's like the people that you meet along the way, the experiences that you have along the way, are all just. It's like you said at the beginning, it's like, there's no such thing really as coincidence, right? Like there's a reason that you and I met through our mutual friend. There's a reason that everything happens. And if you're open to it and paying attention and listening, the connections that you make can write and change your entire story. Um, Yes. I love that you just said that they can write and change your entire story. It's true. I have the chills. That's happening in my life right now. And it's mind blowing. It's because you're open so here for it. I am so here for it. I'm so happy. I've never been happier. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, (laughs) but you're right. It's all about being open. You have to be open to what the universe brings to the door and not be fearful. It's fear that takes away the opportunity to live in love and reality. I really percent. And with travel, especially as a solo female traveler, like there is a very real line between not living in fear and being reckless, right? You know, like, right. and I, I don't know how to instill that in others, really. All that I know is that intuitively in myself, there have been moments where I'm traveling, where somebody comes across my path that most people probably would be like, hey, this complete stranger in a country where like you don't have cell service has like invited you over for dinner. Yeah. Probably not the safest thing, but like there are times where I'm just like, no, thank you. And there are other times where for whatever reason I am able to know that like, this is a thing that you need to do. And like those conversations, those people, other travelers or, you know, local people alike, it's like, those are the, the interactions that have changed me the most. And I have found over and over again that people are just good. The amount of people who have helped me when, and when I've needed, when I didn't even know I needed it, but alone when I did need it, just like come out of the woodwork, no matter where I am in the world. And no matter what the problem is, people are just there to be kind and loving without expecting anything in return is what I have found over and over again. Well, I really believe that your intuition comes into play when it comes to meeting people, like your gut will tell you, no, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Or yes, go to dinner at this person's house that you've never met with no cell service. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And also I believe that people come into our lives to teach us something. Everybody can be a teacher. And so that's how I look at the relationships that I have today is just it, it doesn't matter if it's somebody that I just met or somebody that I've known for a month or, you know, my best friend of a decade, I, I treat everybody like my greatest teacher. And I feel and like that's what you just said. Yeah. I feel like that's percent. what you just said. Because when we look at it like that, then I just think it makes the experience and the journey much more rewarding. Yeah. Well, and it's what does. I've been trying to be better about recently is like, when the little things in me come up, um, 
where, you know, I'm a little bit averse or like annoyed or kind of, you know, just like, oh, like why, why did it happen that way? Where I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't about the other person ever at all. It's always about me. And if I find that something, you know, this, I, the biggest example I have right now is I think I mentioned earlier, but, um, I'm at home right now at my, with my parents because we're having a family reunion this weekend. And my parents and I have an amazing relationship, but like with anyone with parents, like there are little things where sometimes they say something or do something. And I feel myself kind of like ruffle a little bit. And I'm like, this isn't them. Like it's me. Mm-hmm. And it's then this is just showing me a little thing where I'm like, okay, I still need to work through whatever that thing is that made me kind of ruffle a little bit. That and- says a lot about you, by the way. That really oh, does. You're thank you. so open and so strong and you've worked so hard on yourself because that's, thank you. that's not a normal response. Like you're a really strong person for thinking like that to take responsibility is thank not you. hard. It's not easy to do. So it's not, like that, <laughs> I feel like you're going to have a more peaceful lifestyle when you think like that. Yeah. So we got to just take responsibility for our shit. Right. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, for me, like traveling is like a a crash course in that, you know, where it's like, if you're in a country and none of the food is the same, they drive on the other side of the road. Like the money looks different. Like the language is different. You can either just be like, F this, this is different. And I hate it. Or you can just be like, cool. Like we've got to, I've got to be more open you know. and you get to decide if you have a terrible trip or a great one, but I agree. And that just makes me want to bring up my love for plant-based medicine. And Mm -hmm. I've talked about it on this show multiple times. I've had some of the most spiritual awakening experiences with mushrooms. Yeah. Magic mushrooms. Um, There's two strains that I'm absolutely obsessed with. I literally went to the mountaintop on one of my experiences. And I really want to try ayahuasca, like hardcore. And Mm -hmm. I want to know if you have any experience with that. I do. Um, Oh, I do. (laughs) Ayahuasca. I have, I have now sat four ceremonies. um, I guess four nights of ceremony. The first two that I sat were one night each. um, And then last November I sat a two night ceremony. So like two evenings back to back. Um, and ayahuasca, I mean, again, it's, it's like Vipassana where I'm like, I think everyone who feels called to it should do it. The timing, it's important that the timing is right. And you will know when the timing is right. If you feel like you're forcing it, the timing is not right. Um, I will also say being on this side of my experiences that knowing who you're sitting with, fully trusting them, knowing where they get their medicine is really important because ayahuasca is so powerful that like, I don't want to say it's dangerous in the wrong hands, but it's just the energy around all of it from how it's made and who makes it to to who's holding the space in the ceremony. Like it's all just very, very important and can really, really guide the experience that you have. Um, And God, I mean, I, I know I'll sit with it again. Um, but it'll be a while before I'm called back. I think. That's totally fair. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I but, mean, what, what would be your biggest takeaway from the experience <sighs> for anybody in the audience that has never done a ceremony like this before? Like, yeah, 
what, what, why were you called to it? Um, again, that was one of those seeds that was planted years before it actually came to, um, to be. It was in January, 2020 that I was in Guatemala for the first time. And I met a man in a hostel who told me about ayahuasca. And I don't think I'd ever heard the word before. Um, and the thing that he said that really stuck out to him was that he was in his thirties. He was from California actually. And on like a year long, you know, he'd left his like corporate job and was doing the soul searchy thing. And he told me that in one of his ceremonies, there had been, um, he and a former girlfriend had terminated a pregnancy years and years before. And he thought that he had been okay with it. And in one of his ceremonies, his, the child that would have been came to him and spoke to him and he was able to kind of say goodbye and come to terms with that. I know. That makes me Um, want to cry. I know. It was, and the way he spoke about it, I was just like, wow. And he's like, I didn't know that I needed that, but I did. And it was a little boy. Yeah. And you crying. I'm like, I'm yeah. And he, you know, and it was, he said it was beautiful and peaceful. And just like that to me stuck out of just being like, wow, like this is, this is, this is big. Um, and I'm so sorry that I'm no, I cry on this podcast all the yeah, time. Guess. Are you kidding me? No, that was so the mostly moving story. I'm yeah. so touched by that. Like what yeah. an amazing experience. Like I, I have feel called to ayahuasca. I really do. Right. Yeah. And I just really wanted to hear your experience because yeah. that story just blew me out of the water. I know. Well, and that was enough to be like, for me, like that's, it's going to happen. And when I was in Costa Rica in April of uh, 2021, that was when I met, like, it was like the universe guided me exactly to my first ceremony. You know, I'm like every person that I met, every conversation that I had, I could see it happening as happening. And then as soon as the person was like, oh, actually, I just recently sat with ayahuasca. I was like, oh, I understand why all of this has happened, you know? Um, And for me, my intention with my first ceremony was to reconnect with my inner child. Um, And I spent that night playing in the universe, honestly, just like exploring. It was, it was, it was the most pure form of joy. I think that is possible to experience. I, I went through a few things that were, that were a little bit hard that I needed to realize about, you know, my relationships with my family and with myself and self-love. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I, when I, um, it's any, any kind of plant medicine for me, I usually have a moment where I look down at my body and I see my limbs as my children. Um, and I've never heard that before, but that's amazing. It's such a, pure like it it makes me love and care for my body so much more where I'll just look down and I'll be like and I then I because I realize that I neglect them you know where I'm like I don't show you the love that you deserve but like you're always here with me and you you care for me and you're just part of me and I'll I'll, like take them under my blanket or just like like hold myself more closely. Um, that is so sweet. I consider the body to be a learning device. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. We are spirit. And when you were talking about playing in the universe, I just imagined your spirit just like playing like a little girl with she was. whatever she could get her hands on. That yeah. is what I was envisioning yeah. and imagining as you were telling that story. And it's literally, it was that 
it was so much fun that evening or that, that entire night, which felt, you know, it could have been 75 lifetimes because time isn't real ever. But the time you understand that time isn't real when you're sitting with ayahuasca. Um, but it was like in the weeks and months after that, that that carried with me where it was just like being able to just like see, and I'm already a pretty playful and joyful person, but reawakening that thing in me where it's just like, we're just here to, to love and have fun. And that's the truth to love and, and, and have a joyous, free experience Mm -hmm. period. I'm with you on that. And that is the whole point of this podcast. You know, ageless is not about aesthetics. It could totally come off that way. Yes. There are tips and tricks to (laughs) to look younger and we do cover that. But the whole point of ageless is, Hey, if our spirit is eternal, if this temporary mortal existence, this learning device that this body that we're in, we're not getting out of here alive, but I believe just through my experiences with plant-based medicine and through my experiences with you know, my childhood, um, Mm -hmm. idea of God and my higher power, like I know, and just, I can look out at the moon. And I've said this before, the reason why I know that, that there's something greater than human power out there, that there is like the holiest of the Holy spirit. There's something out there that gave us this divine experience. And, and we are connected through our spirit. We know internally in our gut intuitively that there is something greater than human power. No human being threw a rock in the sky and called it the moon. There's no human being that created the ocean, put all the fish in there and said, look at this. This is now called the ocean. No, that is something that was miraculously divinely created. So I have to believe that there's, there is a next for us. And if Mm -hmm. I'm not keeping my body healthy, I can't keep that spirit healthy. And I know when we are on this planet, I think we're supposed to learn something. We're here to learn something. And we, if we don't get it, then we have to have the same experiences over and over yep. and over until we get it right. And yep. the seekers like you, you are a seeker. You know, I, I know that everyone in the audience definitely knows by what I read in the beginning of the podcast and introduced you, like you are a seeker. I mean, you've visited mm-hmm. con- uh, countries I've never been to before and, and who, have just had all these like layered experiences. And I feel like you're going to find your purpose if you haven't already, just by using your God-given talents and by seeking the way that you do and, and using plant-based medicine to just go deeper. And that's why you're so intuitive. It's beautiful. Trust it. I hope that you Thank do. Thank you so much. I, I do. do. I really do. And that. <sighs> I think the only thing that I, I, no, I was going to say the only thing I struggle with, which would be a hilarious understatement. But one of the things right now is like, it's, it's explaining to people when, who don't follow their intuition, when they're like, what are you doing? Where I'm just like, I'm figuring it out. And like, I can't really explain it more than that, but I, I know that I'm following what I need to be following and people who have spent their whole lives being told that like, they need to be achieving X, Y, and Z goal by X, Y, and Z date. It's very it's, it's hard to explain to other people, I think, but I'm like, no, I just, there's something in me that knows when and where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do. And, and Mm. I trust it. And it hasn't led me astray this, this far. I finally can say that I feel the exact same way after doing Mm. the detox cleanse that I did. Yeah. It rooted out 
mm-hmm. 40 years of shit. It, yeah. It, all the heavy metals that were in my system, you know, I am so clear today that second brain, mm-hmm. I am so intuitive. And so I relate to everything that you just said. I couldn't have said this a month ago. I mean, it really took the detox for me to feel like, whoa, okay. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I am going yep. to use all my gifts every single day, just at least one, at least one of yeah. my God-given talents every day, because I know that if I continue to do that on a regular basis, something's going to click and, and, and it's all going to work out for me. And I'll be able to find my purpose because they're not, it's not an accident. It's not an accident for us to be excited about something or to be called to something or to be connected to us as someone. Like I feel like how we're connected, it's not an accident. And so when we follow it, that's it. Mm -hmm. Just follow it. Trust it and follow it. And 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 it will be exponential. It's just like, once you fall into the path, it all just unfolds before you, you know? And I, and I've learned this lesson myself a thousand times because it's so easy to kind of move away for you get sidetracked. Like you, you stop listening for a day and then you realize a month has passed and you haven't been listening and getting back into the groove. It's like, okay, it, it takes a second, but once you are back in that intuitive understanding and, and flow, it is literal magic. Just the way that the world aligns for you. It's effortless. You don't have to fight for anything. It's effortless. It comes to you. Yeah. That's why I think manifestation and visualization words are so powerful are a thousand percent. It's the deal. Um, I want to stick with what we were talking about, like using your talents to find your purpose, because you mentioned that you are an artist, but you're coming into this new phase of your life. Um, How is that playing out for you with your photography and writing? So that is still, it's still definitely coming together. And that's something that honestly, I can look back to like my first ceremony with ayahuasca a year and a half ago as kind of being when I, cause for years I had been like, well, you know, I want to figure out a way to like live and work remotely so I can travel full time. But like, I don't really know what that looks like. And I hadn't, I'd always been patchworking my life together. And it was like a year and a half ago after ayahuasca that I was like, I'm done patchworking. I don't want to work a job just to save up money to quit and go travel. I don't want to work for someone else's dream. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. And if I, I don't- that wholeheartedly, by the way. It, if it works for other people, that's amazing. It could not work for me. <laughs> but that's um, beautiful. That's self-awareness. You know that about yeah. yourself. You're not going to put yourself yeah. in that situation. You're going to follow your intuition. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I kind of, you know, it took a while to to get my life in order. But about a year ago, I left the States um, on basically being like, I'm leaving everything behind and I'm going to figure it out. And it's been this next phase of this journey. And I was tapping over the winter. I spent a lot of time reintroducing myself to my creativity and also working through a lot of um, blocks that ayahuasca had also showed me of, of childhood wounds, basically of being afraid to authentically express myself, being feeling unlovable. If I, if I spoke from a place of truth, you know, just like the fears that I think a lot of people who are creative or just everyone has where it's like, well, if I, if I write this or I say this in this way, like what if it hurts someone or what if they don't get it? Like being misunderstood was huge for me where I'm like, well, what if I say something and somebody doesn't understand it the way I want to? And intellectually, I was like, it doesn't matter. But on that deeper level, I was like, 
but what if it matters, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I finally, in the last few months, you know, have been getting more into writing from a place of pure love and joy, rediscovering my photography. And it was just a few weeks ago, honestly, that I, that I had this realization that I was like, I want to be using my, my art through the like photos that I take while I'm traveling, plus like my stories, as well as the stories of people that I've met along the way. Cause I have, I've recorded conversations with people that I didn't know I was going to turn into a podcast or what, but I was just like, the world needs your story and someday I'm going to share it. Mm. And so I want to be putting that out into the world more and then kind of in a way of like helping to guide other people to travel in a way that is soul fulfilling in a way that like, because there are plenty of people who just want to go to Cancun and sit on a beach and that's fine. But there are a lot of people that are like, I want to quit my job and travel for a year because I know that it will do things that I don't even understand yet, but they don't either know how to begin or there's no one in their world that says this is a good idea because everybody is like, why would you quit your job? You know? Um, And I would love to be able to help guide people being like, not only are you not crazy for wanting to do this, but like you need to do this and I can help you one with the encouragement, but also with some of the stuff. Like if you've never Googled like how to find a cheap flight to Asia before, I know all that stuff. And that's easy and fun for me. Do you have a blog? Um, I know. I like just kind of started posting on my Instagram more. Can I plug it? Uh, I'm putting it in the show notes. So anything and everything Lindy is going to be in the show notes, you guys. (laughs) So you can find her Instagram handle. Do you have a Facebook profile? Uh, No. Okay. That's okay. Uh, Instagram. Uh, Lindy, you need to have a podcast and you need to have a blog. That is literally, (laughs) it it will fulfill the writing. It will fulfill the photography, your Instagram as well with the photography, but you have so much knowledge and I think a podcast would just be the right next move. I mean, it, coming from a fellow podcaster, I really <laughs> feel like this is your calling. I'm, I, you. I told you this before we even hit record. Yeah, no. And it's, it's like, thank you. And it's so funny hearing you say that because like, I think it really only would have been within the last like three weeks that hearing you say that my soul is ready to be like, yep. And for so long, I would have been like me, like not like, is it my voice? That's me. Like, I don't know. And like, I'm finally at the spot where I'm like, no, I think you're right. And like, maybe like, this is not maybe like, this is, this is where I'm going and it's exciting. But like, I needed to do so much of that inner work before I could get to this spot. When Lindy releases her first episode, I'm going to go into the show notes of this episode on my podcast and give you her podcast link because I know it's We're coming. Link each other my intuition. I'm interview you. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm so here for this. Um, no, you really do have a wealth of knowledge and I feel Thank like we you. can't do it in a, in a 45 minute segment. And I know we're running out of time. So I just want to, I just want to ask one more question yeah. and we can leave the audience with this. Tell me what fusion of the mind, body, Mm. and spirit means to you. What does that mean? So that to me, actually, when you were talking about your cleanse, my, this was just like singing in my mind. Um, What I have also realized through my meditation practices, through my plant medicine journeys, like is mind, body, spirit. When we say that, like, that's not just a thing that people say, like, those are the three things that make us human beings and they all need to be 
embraced and loved and nurtured. And you can't really progress if you're leaving one of them behind. Um, you know, you can, you can meditate all that you want and you can read all the books and go to yoga and whatever. But if you're eating nothing but like processed garbage every day, you're, you're clouding yourself. You're hurting yourself. There's no Um, second brain capability. Right. I mean, it's a faint, faint, soft whisper that you can't even trust because it's garbage on top of garbage on top of garbage chemicals. It's just a nightmare. So yeah, I agree with you. When I did that cleanse, I got to wash myself clean. I didn't even realize. So I was vegan for three years, um, from 2019 to, to very recently. And I was eating beyond meat and impossible. And I used to shout them out all the time, like on my Instagram. And and then I, I looked at the ingredients and I'm like, this is fucking processed. Like even though everything in there was good shit, Mm-hmm. Then you read the last few mm-hmm. lines and it's like all the words you can't pronounce. I'm like, uh-huh. probably not what I should be doing. And I always felt bloated. Like my body didn't respond well yeah. to that type of um, food. And I feel bad saying that because I really, I really think that they had the right intentions, but, right. but our bodies can't take those chemicals and expect well- to respond and, and function properly. A thousand percent. And what, so I, I am plant-based, um, you know, vegan, plant-based, whatever you want to call it. But I, I guess more of what I've been leaning towards as far as like labeling it for other people is that I'm like, I'm whole food plant-based. I, because that's how I eat today. Yeah. Like even like two weeks ago, my friends had this thing and one of my friends texted me before I got there and she asked about an ingredient and something, it was like soy based. And she's like, can you eat this? But she was making like beyond meat, like pies. And it was so sweet. And I know she was doing it for me, but I was just like, oh honey, like I won't. And a lot of our friends are veg or veg leaning, you know, so it wasn't just for me, but oh I, God, I love veg leaning or like veg adjacent. <laughs> exactly. They're like, I know I should go that way, but I'm not fully ready yet. I'm like, that's cool. Do you? Um, but I'm just like, I want food. I want it to be as close to the earth as possible. I want to eat as close to the earth as possible. And that means, you know, even stuff like I love papaya. I got addicted to papaya when I lived in Costa Rica. It's, yeah. it is a miracle fruit. But even here, like in Chicago, I I buy it sometimes, but I'm like, I don't know, Like this papaya has traveled 5,000 miles to get here. That's like better than, I know, right? Like, I just, I feel like if we eat as close to the earth as possible, we are more connected with her spirit. We're more connected with her energy. Mm -hmm. And that then helps us, you know, but balanced with a meditation practice, with mindfulness, with just caring for yourself in general. It's like all of these, all of those components of yourself need to be looked after. And for me, it is a bout, like there are days where it is so much easier and days where it's so much harder, but like, that's the direction that I'm heading is trying to find that balance of mind, body, and spirit. I love that. And I would really like to end there. You have put so much material on the table that I feel Thank like you. anybody can take to heart. And, and I will never forget that story, the ayahuasca story. Yeah, I was trying I he, to figure yeah. out, I've always had the urge to do it. I didn't know why yep. that story just actually gave me the perfect intention. I'm, I could do it today. I really, yeah. I really, and could. that's, and it wouldn't, you know it wouldn't have in. felt that way without this conversation with you. So oh, thank that you makes me the so bottom happy. of my heart. 
Thank you. That's why I was in tears because I was like, oh my God, she was talking about a calling and now I actually have this calling. It's going to transpire. I'm going to make it happen. You are. And it'll just, I want to heal. That's it. That's what it's all about. It's just mm -hmm. healing, heal our spirits so that we can, we can live a joyous, happy, free experience, loving experience. And I just feel like that's everything that came out of your mouth was was all thank that. You. It was, thank you. was so ageless to me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> to tie it all in. You are the yeah. epitome of ageless. And it's just been such a great experience with you. I'm having you back. Likewise. I would love to be back. Yes. And I am just going to really quick. I am like the hop, like period, the period hop on Instagram. Beautiful. If you don't mind me. Yeah. yeah no, and I would love to be back. And yeah, I can't wait to just see where we both go. I know we have so much more to talk about, but we only had an hour. So anyway, um, thank you for being on the show. I hope you enjoy your family reunion. I will. I definitely will. With grace. And and (laughs) exactly. And and again, I will look in the show notes. I've got all the information there. And Lindy, thank you so much. And I hope you have a beautiful day. You too. Okay. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.